Welcome to Fitlosophy, guys. This is another episode between me and Megan where we talk about our challenges, we talk about content, we talk about social media and how it's affected our fitness business and how we can help the world through social media. It's hard on social media. Um, and I think especially within the fitness industry, people don't understand the concept of somebody being involved with fitness and like having more to offer than just like the mind body connection is something we talk about, but it's still something that most people don't see as like a unified thing. Like it's really separate. It's like, Oh, you want a mindset or an anxiety coach? Oh, you want a fitness coach? I'm like, why, why are those different things? Like they're so yeah. inseparable. They're like, so inseparable. Because I like, have, um, this is what happens to me all the time is I, I'll go on and I'll put content up. And while I'm creating that content, it'll, it'll start out with one topic and then it'll just bleed into a million topics. And then it becomes a rant and I'm like trying to condense like this broad idea because everything is so unified and it's so similar. Like personal progression, it's all the same thing. Every coach, every personal trainer, everybody, every guru is all just going at it from a different angle. And when you understand it from just your angle, you understand all the other angles and how those connect. And, you know, it's just different perspectives are useful for different things. And I mean, I just have an extremely hard time separating them. So that's why I'm like, I'm a mindset coach, but I'm also a physique coach, but I'm also a nutrition coach. And it's like, what's your ideal client? Well, I want the client that wants to work hard. Can, can that be my ideal client? It doesn't have to be somebody who's overweight or somebody who's underweight. I just want somebody with the mindset of a champion. And, and that's like, that's the person that's going to make the change. That's the person that's going to make themselves look, feel, act better. And so that's the type of person that I want to work with, but it's very difficult to narrow down and say, I want to work with this very specific type. Yeah. It just seems um, immature, but that's kind of how the marketing is right now. At least how I see it. Well, and then it becomes like, especially in the entrepreneurial community or like any kind of business coaching that you get as a, as an entrepreneur, it's like, how are you going to present yourself? What are you going to call yourself? What is your bio going to be? It's always about a label. It's like, I'm a mindset coach. I'm a life coach. I'm in this, I'm in that. And like, I struggle with the terms of like mindset and life coach because it's not that they, I mean, first of all, they're really vague. So how, how can you be specific about what you do while not limiting yourself and still giving yourself wiggle room to like include in what you do more than one topic, right? That's the difficulty. But I think also the problem is that like the market, especially with like coaching is like so saturated now that anybody who can just call themselves a life coach or call themselves a mindset coach, it's, the, it's those words that seem really vague that are easy to attach yourself to when you really don't have any area of expertise, which is um, maybe like a judgmental statement, but it's absolutely true. Like there are so many people on social media that like are not qualified to be doing at all what they're doing. So they can just call themselves a life coach or a mindset coach. So then what about those people that are really addressing like every component of how to like live a better life, right? Whether it's like, you know, reprogramming neural networks to change your habits, right? And meditating and that, and that's going to include like how you're eating and how you're moving and your body's going to transform like as your mind transforms and it's going to find this equilibrium. So what do you call that? A life coach, a mindset coach, a fitness coach, like, it, it's the labeling that becomes an issue, especially when two different people on completely different sides of the spectrum of experience are being labeled using the same word, right? There's no distinction between a super qualified person and a 19 year old that just like, honestly, it sounds bad, but this is like 2020, right? 
a 19 year old that wants to make money online and like not go to school. Not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying there's a population of people now doing that. And it's difficult to like find any, any level of qualification just based on like labels. Right. Um, so I think that's just another area. It gets confusing. I don't know. You know, that makes um, actually a great business idea <clears throat> to create a, an agency, but a certification C right. certification C um, that we could use or create in which, you know, like NASM, for example, they did it right because everybody has to go through that gate essentially. Oh, it's like 80% of coaches go through NASM certification or something like that. So, um, I mean, if we were able to do that for life coaching or something like that, that'd be a great, great business. And also it'd be nice to make sure that people are qualified, at least to some extent, because I know everybody's opinion's important. Like, I don't want to say that somebody's bias or someone's personal life experience isn't important, but it's different when you're saying, here's what worked for me and here, do what I did. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different. Do what I did. Right. Dangerous, dangerous road to walk on, but walking, right. road, you know? Right. And that's the difference between like, as a if fitness coach, if that's how you're going to define what you do, it's irresponsible. And it's frankly, I don't believe that you are a real fitness coach. If you're the kind of person that's just going to train everybody the way you train yourself. I mean, that's something different. If you're selling a program based on what you do, and that's understood, then like, fine. But it's just funny when like, because people are attracting their clients using their bodies. It's like, I'm attracting you because you want to look like me. So I'm going to train you the way I train myself. But the truth is like, if you're a coach that really understands like personal need, or if you're like a high ticket coach that works one-on-one -on -one with people, your job as the coach is to use the knowledge that you have to help them reach their goals, not your goals. It's also not your body. So it has nothing to do with the way that you train and everything to do with the fact that, yeah, you know how to train yourself because you know what you want. But the pro the point is that you have a knowledge of training in general, training the human body for several different types of goals. It's not based only on your personal experience. It's like based on your qualification. And that's the difference I think between being qualified and just having gone through a transformation yourself. Cause you can go through a transformation yourself. You could say, Oh, I did keto. I lost 35 pounds. That means everyone should do keto. And that's just like a regular person who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. So it's the same thing though with like business coaching and pretty much anything else. Like, you can have certain frameworks and certain tactics and certain rules that like work for certain people. But in my opinion, the moment you take away an entrepreneur's like critical thinking ability, the moment you just give them something to do, or you have like a done for you type of situation for anything, you are setting them up for failure because they're not going to learn those critical thinking abilities as the business owner, as the person running the business enough to say like, these are rules that I've made, but because I've made them, I can bend them when it's important to do that like making important decisions in the business that are relevant to you and the way you want to do things within the framework of strategy that works, but not with black and white rules just because I did it and it worked for me. Right. Um, it's kind of like giving every single client the same exact meal plan, the same exact workout plan, giving every single business coaching client the same exact framework. I think it is setting people up for failure. <laughs> like, and that's not why I'm specific here. That's why I had, that's funny. That's actually why I had so many issues with the e-course that I developed. And so instead of it being like a strict, this is what you need to do. I narrowed down all these little things here, 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 here. It was like, okay, these are the constants. 
And everything up here is going to change for every single individual. So we'll just work with the constants and then teach them how to develop and figure out what these little things are so that I can be hands off, right? But then the value of one-on-one -on -one coaching is, okay, what do you want? What's your goal? Do you want business? Do you want this? Do you want this? What is your goal? And then we can work with how do we get you in your current environment to get to that point? It's totally different than, you know, even you and me, our environment's totally different. How do you get motivated and what motivates me are two totally different things. Right. Totally different backstories that influence both of us and our decision making. And we don't have the same talents. So it's just unethical. And I think um, this is what social media is doing to us. This is, uh, this is the bane of social media. Oh, I made 100,000. I made 100K of followers. So now I know how to tell the people how to do it. Well, you might. Right. But, it's all like a numbers game. Yeah. You might know how to, but there's certain circumstances that led you to get those followers. There's a voice and like an authenticity that that person has that many other people may not have. So. Right. Right. And I think there's a certain level too of if you're talking about just manipulating numbers, building some kind of duplicated online course or duplicated like, you know, plan of action that is the easiest way to like make a lot of money quickly without having to put as much compounded effort in. Like you make the course once and then you sell it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think if you're going to market yourself as a coach, that's like a very different kind of thing. Cause a coach is the kind of word that requires you to have a personal relationship with someone in a way that allows you to customize, like, how is that going to work in your lifestyle? Um, I just think it's like, I mean, it's really great, like what's happening on social media just because of the opportunity that it's giving people. But um, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people just don't know how to look critically at what's out there enough to know that you just really got to be careful with like who you choose to throw your money down on, honestly, at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> I keep seeing um, our old coaches ads everywhere. God, I had like a marketing coach reach out to me um, the other week and she was fine. Like there wasn't anything wrong with her. I've had several people that I've just been like getting on calls with to like see how things go. Um, and I just like have conversations with people, but, but also like in a way almost finding myself not being critical, so to speak, but just noticing and like taking notice of like their sales process and like what they did that's like oh I know what they're doing there or like this is similar to what I do but they did this differently kind of um and some of them I was just like dude what are you doing like I'm not a business coach they're trying to business coach me and I like want to give them tips like nothing wrong with that but it just it you got to know what you need you got to know like what you're aligned with and I think that's the biggest problem is that like having a coach isn't just about like this is what I'm going to give you. I'm going to get you from like point A to point B. It's like truly being like aligned with the person because you want someone who's going to help you to do that in like the most authentic way possible. Or you're going to find this like point of suffering down the road where you struggle with like that identity that you've presented, right? You present an identity, it makes you money. That's great, but it feels like shit and it's unfulfilling and you don't know why you can't keep working at a certain point when you aren't true to yourself, like from the start. Um, I think that's why it's important if you are going to seek like any kind of coach to make sure it's the kind that'll, they'll make you successful, like, but not at the cost of anything of, of yourself, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sell your soul. 
And that's just like a, a realization that you come to maybe, a, I mean, obviously <laughs> it's something at the beginning, right. But you still can avoid it on some level. And it's just a realization you come to like a few years in of like, yeah, now I know what I definitely never want to like sacrifice just for, for money kind of. And I mean, I think that comes for different people. For some people, I think that they're almost apathetic about where the money comes from, which is fine. I mean, everybody's got their own mode, their own way of operating. Um, but I do think that for me personally, I need to be aligned with something that I really fucking care about, that I have a passion for. Yes. And the reason why I like this business so much is because everything that I'm coaching is the same shit that I'm working on. So right. it's right. just a nice cycle. Like yeah, it's a cycle of, okay, I want to be this person. I'm going to be this person and I'm going to teach other people how to be this person. So you're really, it's not, I'm an ascended master who's coming down. It's, I'm working with people that are just below me. Right, exactly, and exactly. As you develop, like, and that's what it should be, right? Like that let marketing coach I talked to, it's not that she can't get clients, it's that they're not me. Like they're clients that are behind me. Mm -hmm. um, that's fine, right? Because she's gonna grow in a couple of years from now she'll be ahead of where she was now and I'll be ahead of where I am now. It's just a matter of kind of dropping the ego and like being a coach isn't about like being better than people. It's about being like one step ahead of someone um, and always having somebody one step ahead of you and getting coaching for that. It's just like a chain, I think. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of people are coaches for us that we don't even know are coaches for us. Yeah, for sure. And I don't mean that on like a surface level, like, oh, there's so many people teaching you so many things. But I think that there are individuals that are life that we don't even know that we're following in a sense, but they're right. leaders in our life just because of the way that they are. Um, I mean, I had somebody reach out this last week and was like, somebody that I've been friends with on Facebook that just randomly added me and was like, I help coaches scale their business. And I'm like, oh, great. One of you guys, you guys love helping coaches. And I, I look at his page. And I had already accepted the friend request, so I didn't delete him. But I look at his page and it's like talking about social media marketing and all of his posts have like one, two, three likes. And I'm like, you don't know what you're doing and you're acting like you do and you're playing it and you know, that's fine. But he reached out again and this was uh, just this last week and was asking me if I, he was reaching out and having a conversation like, hey man, what do you do, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's awesome. I helped you do that. I'm like, yeah, I, I know, man. I know what you do. We've been friends for a long time. I've seen all four of your posts. Uh, but the point being was I told him what my goals were and he was like, oh, that's great. That's super easy to do. And I'm like, is it though? Because these are my goals and they're pretty high. And uh, so I didn't respond to it. And then he reached out again and I just told him straight up because I hate when I reach out to somebody and they don't like, give me anything, okay. you know, they just cold shoulder you. And so I reached out and I was just like, Hey man, so th these are my goals. I personally don't think that you can get me to these goals. That's okay. It's just, I know what I'm doing to get to these goals and I don't need a coach. What I need is more people. So unless you're going to be like an employee of mine to help me shift this, it's not going to work out, man. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah. yeah. And I think like relating to that too, one thing that continues to astound me, like not only in the MLM like industry, that's just like a, a stereotype, a true stereotype <laughs> um, on some level, but just like the concept of cold messaging, which 
I'm not against cold messaging because how do you expand a network? How do you build relationships? Like you've got to have conversations with people, but I'll never understand. Like people, people just really can't get the point of the fact that building a relationship first matters. So if, if you're not going to, if this person doesn't want to build a relationship with you, that's fine. There's plenty of other people that do, but like when you start a conversation with somebody, it's, it's just like this whole idea of instant gratification. It's just like working out or anything else, right? You start a conversation with somebody just to like say, Hey, or to think that like, I don't even message anybody in my network anymore cold because they've become a friend of mine. The only people I message are people who have interacted on my posts, interacted on, on things. And that's plenty of people, especially if I'm working on presenting those things in new places and getting new people to get their attention, catching their attention. So, and in essence, the only people who ever get a personal message from me have already put their attention on me in some way because of their own choice, their own free will. So when I reach out, it's never just, it's, it's, it's just, I don't understand. Like when people reach out and they're like, do you need help with this? Or do you need help with that? It's like very immediate. It's like, I never expressed interest. I never sent you a friend request. I never liked any of your posts. I never said I have a business and that's all you needed to know to ask me if I need marketing or to ask me if I need this, or I want to sell that. It's like, People want to feel like you care about them as a human before you care about their money. And that's such an obvious, stupidly obvious fucking thing to all of us. We would all agree on that. And still people just message you. And it's like, dude, I don't know if that works. I feel like it doesn't. If it's not working, stop doing it. Right. <laughs> so like I message people and I ask them like, how are you? Or if I'm doing a challenge, how are you enjoying the challenge? Such a genuine need to get to know to people. Unless they give me a reason to believe that they want to get on the phone and they're asking me about it, it takes me a couple of days talking to somebody to even bring it up. If they ask me about their goals, if they ask me about this, I'm going to give them as much value as I can. And then I'm going to suggest, hey, by the time we end up talking this much, why don't we just hop on the phone? But I'm never going to message someone and be like, hey, y'all, do you need help with your fitness? Like, fuck no, they didn't ask me. It's unwarranted, right? So I think it's just like this balance of manifestation in a way. And that's like what manifestation is, right? It's remaining, un remaining unattached, like putting it out there, having faith in the fact that it's coming and remaining so unattached because you don't have to try that hard. You just have to allow it to happen. And that's the same thing as not cold messaging people and just fucking caring about people. Like when the right people want you, they're going to come. And if you know that, you don't have to desperately message so many fucking people. So like, and this is just going to bring the conversation into a new direction, right? Like if you want to implement business principles that are going to make you successful, like work on your own fucking mindset first, like work on your ability to manifest things. Cause like all you're doing is putting out into the universe and into my head when you message me, how freaking desperate you are. And if you're desperate, I sure as hell don't want to throw down 5k on you. That's all, I, that's all I feel. That's how I feel. I mean, it's just like, dude, when I message people, they know I'm not desperate. Oh, I only have three slots open. So I'm going to wait for you to ask me. Right? You always have to be acting like you're in high demand. If you act desperate, the moment that happens, you're attached and it won't come. It's the same with, same with anything. This is the same thing. Um, I was just talking to my sister about this because I'm in a low ride right now where I'm like, I have very little going on with clients, but I'm doing a ton for content, doing a ton, ton for the business, creating a whole bunch of stuff. My mindset is not like, I'm desperate, I need money, I need to go grab all these people. My mindset is, all right, how would I be if I had everybody that I had already? And I'm trying to transfer 
for example, I used to get a whole bunch of girls that would follow me or this or that, and they would all reach out to me and sort of that bullshit on Instagram, right? Like, oh, Caleb, this and that. It's like none of those people wanted to be clients. They just wanted to chat me up, which is fine, <laughs> which is Perfect. fine. But how do I, how do I create <laughs> that same? How, it's, it's all attraction. How do I create that same attraction for mm. clients that I would have for girls on Instagram? Because that... I would have a lot more clients if I could do that. So that's where I'm trying to bridge the gap right now. I'm trying to bridge the gap between that and just basically create a different type of um, attraction. Yeah, definitely. And I just think like you can always tell, and this is just, I get advice for like younger entrepreneurs too, which of which we are younger entrepreneurs, but like even younger or just new. Um, that's like a huge way to tell an amateur right away. It's just like, you're asking really desperate right now, right? Like you've got to know, you've got to know that you're in high demand. You've got to, you just got to like know that you don't need to cold message people without building a relationship. Like, cause it doesn't work anyway. Right. So it just, it's like, it's like a red flag every time, <laughs> every time it happens. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, I guess with the MLM situation, it's really a numbers game, right? So you we don't need to talk about MLMs. We don't, but no. I'm just saying. We have a whole podcast episode on it, but right uh, now. <laughs> my point is like, why, if it really doesn't work that well, like why even bother doing it? And so many people still do it. So for certain types of products, it must be working on some level. But if you're going to be selling a high ticket product, like fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's the same thing with um, marketing, uh, throwing up a ad and being like, yeah, this course is $6,000. I don't think that's going to sell very hard when, you, when they haven't, like you showed up on their social media as a random person who's paying for ads to show them this. Like that's right. not building rapport. You don't well, build. I think high ticket is way more compatible with personal relationships and low ticket does work for ads. Yeah, and yeah. ads ads can bring you into a situation where you can build the relationship and then sell the high ticket products. But I don't think that ads and high ticket products ever should have a direct relationship. And that's just me because I don't want to, I, I, it's all about rapport. It's all about like, I think that's what people don't realize is like since the beginning of time, business has been all about relationships before money was currency. It was all about bartering. You had to talk to someone and meet them and you know, catch a deal to barter with them. You had to choose which ones you were gonna barter with. You had to be selective about who you wanted to have that like symbiotic mutual beneficial relationship with. And then beyond that, right, um, it becomes all referral based. So you, you, know, you need a plumber? Oh, go to my guy, Joe, I trust him. Because you trust your friend, you're not even gonna research it. You're just gonna go straight to Joe because it's, not, it's a waste of your time. Somebody that you trust, referred you to somebody that he trusts then of course you're going to trust them so it's just this like snowball effect of trust and that's where like relationships and networks and this 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 web of influence um becomes so much more important so like when i'm expanding my network that's client or not right these just might be people i'm building relationships with that can talk about me and i can talk about them even if they're entrepreneurs even if they're not ideal clients it's just how can I expand my network into a direction where I'm building compelling relationships with people that like six to eight to 12 months from now in some way are going to pay off. It's not about right now. It's about like, cause that's the problem, right? That's where the, the gratification comes in. 
networking, yeah, it's like a pipeline. The networking has to precede the benefit. And so the problem is that people who are like copping out on the long-term work or people who are just beginning, they're trying to get instant gratification by just cold messaging. Whereas you don't have to do that when you've had a pipeline of relationships already building for so long that it becomes self-sustaining. Um, so it's just like put the work in for six months from now and then six months from now, keep putting the work in for six months from then. And then it really does become self-sustaining. It's the people that don't put that work in that are having to grasp at straws. And that's where the um, compound effect comes in. I don't know why everyone's going crazy over the book. Like it's some new concept. It's just, it's like put the work in for this day and this day and this day and start growing seeds here. Eventually you'll have a forest. It's not a complicated concept. Um, I haven't even read the book, but everybody goes crazy. They're like, tell me, did you know about this and this and this? What's that? I don't know that book, but it sounds like what I just said, the compounded effect, right? That's, that's exactly what it is. It's not a complicated thing. And that's the thing. Business is not a complicated thing. But social media and marketing make it seem like it's such a complicated thing. Right. When really it comes down to business and everything in the world comes down to relationships. Relationships between two particles or relationships between two people. And the same fucking thing. So how do you be magnetic? And that's, that's all you need to focus on. And after and that, I to remind myself too, that like business is not, what's your credit card number, right? Business is, how are you? That's it. Like, yeah. it's just more effective every time. It's not about the transaction. It's not about the, you know, the monetary transaction. It's about like the emotional transaction, maybe if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. The transference of energy, right? And that's what money is. But the authentic, like non-material transferal of energy, like has to happen before the monetary transfer of energy, or you're not going to get it. You know, someone who pays you, you guys have already shared energy back and forth and you've established trust. They don't pay you until they have that. Yep. You know, even if you were able to do it super quickly, it still happened. So, yeah. You know, yeah, like I'm running this challenge this week and I had a couple sales that were just super easy, but that's because like I built their trust in the group before we even got on the phone. And that's, that's, that's where like good content comes in. I think mm -hmm. since I haven't done a challenge in forever, did you build a uh, trust with them before you asked them about doing a challenge or was it all rapport during the challenge? all during the challenge, I very impulsively decided to the Friday before last, I was like, I'm gonna do a challenge starting Monday and I posted it on Friday and I just made a Canva on Saturday, made an itinerary and filmed the first workout video. And I've done challenges so many times. I just like, I have a framework that I use now, like pretty much every time. And since I don't do a challenge often, people don't like know that it's the same framework and it's, it's always evolving a little bit, especially now because it's like all the workouts are at home. So they're, they're just different. Um, but yeah, I just, and I just am like, just like hitting them with continuous value. Like they get a workout video every day and they get a nutrition lesson every day. And then every night they get a live video on like some kind of mindset topic. Um, so I posted it on my personal page. I posted in like two or three Facebook groups and um, I just had like 300 people ask me to be in the group and there's 300 people there now. And they like, can't believe how much value I'm giving them for free. They're like, what the fuck is this? This is ridiculous. And like, that's what you want. That's the point. Yes. Because there's so much 
people that they'll just do a challenge and they'll give workouts and they'll be like, here are your workouts, here's your nutrition. And it'll just be like, it's like boring. It's like, there's like tumbleweeds rolling around. I'm like, yo, you gotta like, like I, I go live like one or maybe two or three times a day just to be like, what's up? I'm like a weirdo. I'll like show them how I make bagels. Like you gotta just like feel like you're annoying the fuck out of people because then they're like, what the fuck? How, what else is she doing with her life right now? Aside from serving us, what would it be like to be her client? Right. And like, that's what you want to do. I think so many people are like, well, I can't give them too much because they won't want to pay me. And like, that's the opposite. What? Give them- no, that's the complete opposite. You give everything you got every single day. That's the, it's so dumb. I don't, that is heard, the- I don't think I've ever heard anybody actually say that, but based on the way people are implementing, it looks that way. Like I'll see someone do a challenge. I'm like, yo, you're half-assing this. I know you are because like you could do more. Like I just know, you know what I mean? So like when you are that person that just gives so much more than anybody else has ever given, it like immediately stands out. And that's why, you know, I started messenger for this challenge, but before I even started messenger, I had like 30 people reach out to me to thank me for just like actually being authentically there to help people like i haven't even talked about selling them anything and i made three sales because i didn't talk about it (laughs) you know what i mean except with those three people that wanted me to yep so and three is worth it right if you only got three out of the whole thing it was fucking worth it yeah exactly but but also it's like you have to transfer that attitude of I know when I'm faking it and when I'm not like, I know when I don't really care about relationships and I really just want to make a sale. And I know when I really care about relationships and with this challenge, I just feel so close to people for the sake of like feeling close to them. I'm like, wow. Like I just really want to build a Like I just, I just love that I'm getting to know these people like authentically, genuinely just don't even care if they pay me just really love building relationships. And it's been the most successful challenge I've done like ever. It sounds like it's really good. I'm, I mean, it's, it literally compelled me to be like, I got to do a challenge. Because you said yeah. 300 people got in there. I was like, I would love to serve 300 people right now. With all the content I've got, I would love to just be like, here, open the floodgates, take everything. And I enjoy can it. If you want. Just sure. be like inconspicuous. It's mostly women. There's a few dudes that got in there by accident, but they're actually like, there's Wait, one dude. All, it's almost all women? It's pretty much, it was supposed to be all women, but I got a couple dudes got in there by accident and I don't think they're saying anything, but one dude, Wayne, is like so active and so like encouraging that I'm like, it's okay, Wayne can stay. Like, I don't think anybody, I think most people think it's all women. I don't know if they're confused when they see him, but I just like, I'm like, dude, like you're, you're the fucking bomb, Wayne. Like I want him to be my client. He's so cute. Just give him a shout out during one of the lives. Be like our one guy, Wayne in here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 